Hey guys, and welcome to the Grow Podcast. We're so happy you're here. I'm Ashley, your host for the monthly grain segment of the podcast brought to you by the Landis Grow Solutions Center. On today's episode, we have Janet Smith joining us. Janet is back on the podcast for the second time, and as we talked about last time she was here, she's pretty much a Landis legend. <laughs> oh, actually. <laughs> so, Janet, um, you lead, and I might watch this, but you essentially lead our Grow Solutions Grain team, correct? Yes, correct. So, tell us a little bit more about what that entails and what you do every day. Uh, so, it's a virtual work-from-home team, and we answer the Grow line, and we talk about grain, and we talk, um, Matt wants us 24-7, but... Usually we start, you know, 6.30 or 7 in the morning and we're usually done 7 or 8 at night, you know. And then if you call later, we'll call you back. But mm-hmm. we just talk about markets. So, yeah. A really good opportunity, I think, for our customers, you know, for those of us that are out in the field or, you know, can't get an answer, you know, essentially instantaneously from your regular account manager, um, someone else that you can definitely call and give a shout. And, um, you know, they can always look up your account and get you what you need. Well, um, there's no business anymore that's 8 to 5. Yeah. So you might be at home, you know, looking through paperwork and trying to figure things out at 8 o'clock at night and just want to talk to somebody and mm-hmm. try to get some help. So even on the weekends. So Yeah. And we are recording this kind of um, middle of December. Um, so it is very busy in both of our worlds right now, I feel like. <laughs> just yeah. It's paperwork. People mm-hmm. are finally getting caught up with paperwork because they went straight from harvest, mm-hmm. straight into fertilizer season, straight into the holidays, and now... They're finally getting with their accountants and trying to figure things out. So there's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this is just a good plug. If you are a customer of ours, um, make sure you're staying really up to date on your portal or with your, you know, grain person. Just making sure that you have all those contracts signed or getting to the point where, you know, defers, we've got to have those signed. Otherwise, they could potentially, you know, need to be undeferred. So make sure that you're staying on top of signing contracts. We know it's busy this time of year, but... um, I really got Janet here to help me um, debrief what Harvest 2022 looked like. Um, It was kind of a whirlwind, to be honest. I feel like (laughs) I'm kind of just finally starting to come up, you know, for air and and starting to look at the numbers as well. But, um, I mean, let's go ahead and jump all the way back to the beginning, right? Which feels like, to me, a long time ago because we didn't get rained out. Like, there were no rain breaks this year. No. Um, which is always unique because it always, you know, really gives nobody a break. Um, so, you know, let's think back kind of to September. Um, obviously very dry across the state of Iowa for the most part. Very, very dry. And once guys got going, um, they just kept going. Mm-hmm. They um, What they found out on a lot of them, though, is they're, they either had great yields or they had poor yields. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them were... Pleasantly surprised, and I know a lot of others were pleasantly unhappy because they knew it was going to be bad. They didn't know how bad. Yeah. And others were like, we got those beneficial rains, and all it took is a couple rains, and that's what made it. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, that's second weekend in September is when some of them went after some early corn. So it started then, and we just had guys got done at end of November. So mm-hmm. they were hoping to get done by Thanksgiving, and they made it, so... Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely also one of those years where, you know, you might have started and started in some, you know, wetter corn to take advantage of that. You know, it felt like really long period where, you know, ethanol plants, feed mills just didn't have enough grain to make their daily grind. So we had this crazy inverse, right, with the basis. And so a lot of my customers would be, you know, working on some early corn maturities. 
And then once the, you know, that early bid went away, then it was back to beans and then it was back to corn. And it just felt like, you know, I feel bad for those farmers because it, it just felt like the combine had switched multiple times this season. Yep. Yeah, and it was no breaks. Like yeah. you said, there's no breaks. So, you know, they went back, they got some early corn, then they would switch to beans, and then they would maybe try some pond beans and realize those weren't drying mm -hmm. down. So then they'd go find some corn. And there's areas that the corn never dried down. Never. It stayed in that 17 to 20 range all fall. Mm -hmm. It never dried down. So, you know, that's, so guys kept trying it, you know, it's like, go try it, come back, go try it, come back. And when they find, they're like, I just got to go after it. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some of the highlights, right? High company level wise. And then I, I want to give a couple shout outs here on the podcast too. To, I mean, some of our locations had really, really great years beyond expectations. Um, so kind of give a shout out to our locations, but also those customers at our locations um, because um, they're the bread and the butter that help us, you know, meet these goals and things like that. So um, first off, you know, kind of as a whole company-wide harvest, as Gina mentioned, was was good. Um, you know, definitely not where we were last year with those crazy record high numbers that I feel like we're going to talk about for the next probably five years. <laughs> but it was still really a great, a great harvest. Um, we feel like, you know, most of our facilities were able to fill up and it was a good harvest. But some other highlights that we want to be sure to share. Um, we had a record daily inbound receipt um, day for Boone, which is a really awesome thing. It's huge. It's and huge. Just such a, a teamwork thing, right, to make all that work. Mm -hmm. And Boone's been around forever. Mm -hmm. So it's drawn a lot of grain from a lot of different areas. So that was good for Boone. Yeah, for sure. Um, Latimer had record receipts. Um, if you're in that area, you can can probably see a lot of corn in that area, which is exciting because um, I think internally we say this is the first year that the pile in the house has been full <laughs> in you a know, few years. Yes. Um, Box Home, you know, they broke their record a couple days in a row. So, mm -hmm. and Box Home, which is good about Box Home is they're that close to Fort Dodge. Yeah. And Fort Dodge had killer bids all oh, season long. All yeah. fall long. So, for Boxholm to do that when you have Fort Dodge, that's pretty good. So kudos to Boxholm. For sure. Rake hit six six million bushels of corn, which is, we think, a record. Yes. Um, so if you'll remember, or if you're not familiar with the Rake territory, um, Rake sits kind of on the Iowa-Minnesota border, which is a really unique territory um, to get both kind of clientels in there. But we actually expanded Rake um, and put up one of our um, make and hoop buildings. Um, that you've kind of seen as a staple for Landis, you know, as we continue down the line. So that got put up last year right before harvest. So it's really cool to see them hit, you know, that six million bushels of corn. Yep, and that area sometimes can be a little bit, not slower, but just a little bit behind. Mm -hmm. Like you have the Peyton and Jefferson and Boone and, you know, those guys, it's September 15th and they look at their watch and, calendar and they're like I gotta be done let's go you know <laughs> and, and not that they're still but it's just a little bit behind and there for a while rake it's like oh are we gonna make our budgeted numbers are we what what do we got doing you know so and Don King will be one of the first ones you know let's get going where, where are these bushels at and then they crushed it so yeah which is always good to see oh for sure and then, you know, something really fun for my territory as well as, you know, other parts of the company is 
obviously on this podcast we've talked about um, the capital expenditures that we've been doing. Um, if you haven't listened to that podcast with Don King and John Satterdahl, you definitely should go back. It's a good one. Um, but we were able this year to utilize brand new storage in Mitchellville early and that new pile in green. Um, so very exciting. Um, and I just want to say from my standpoint, thank you to all of our customers in Mitchellville for working with us through this part Being patient. For being patient, um, for knowing that we were building a stellar facility for you um, and knowing that we just had to make some adjustments as we were going. But just get ready for next harvest. Yep, it's going to be nice. <laughs> very, very nice. It looks good. It does. I mean, I, I had to drive my mother-in-law by it, actually, on our way Black Friday shopping. I was like, you just really need to take a look at this. And it was hilarious because, you know, I live in southern Iowa now. And so um, nothing against southern Iowa, by the way. Um, <laughs> but they just, except for, like, Cargill Eddyville, there is no really large grain facilities set up. Anyways. So I'm driving her by this, and she's going, oh, my gosh, this is one heck of a building. And I said, yeah, that's why you put it right on ADA, I assume. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I took my mom. We were on our way back from Newton, and she's like, what is that? And I'm like, that's us. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, she goes, you can see it from forever, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's why. So, yeah, it's, it looks good. Then you get up close, and it's like, boy, that's massive. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, those are all really, really cool projects. Um, I know that we've got a ton of projects coming this year, too, which um, I can't wait to talk about, you know, as we get down the road after Harvest 2023. And then, you know, I think the other really cool thing is, you know, we were able to utilize for the first time during Harvest, Rippy and Panora. Um, so, a really kind of interesting exchange that we made this year to be able to utilize those for harvest is, was really cool this year. Yep, and there, that's another area too that we lost a little bit of storage. We lost a little bit of groundwork there, so we needed to do some things. So the Rippy and Panora customers were very patient with us, you know. Mm -hmm. They found out, you know, that we did have some other facilities close, so, you know, they could utilize those just when that area might have been just a little slow or whatever, but it's good because there's options now. Mm -hmm. So... Very much so. So, I mean, that's kind of, we really just wanted to give a deep dive on, you know, what Harvest looked like, as well as just really give some shout outs to people that did really great things. And, the operations. People. And I mean, here's what I would tell, tell you as customers or employees listening in, is like, if we missed you, you still did a heck of a job. You know, all year round, or excuse me, all Harvest round throughout the company, it was a really great year. And, I mean, I just want to make sure that our customers know, if you see somebody from Landis that's operational, make sure you say thank you. I'm always the person that, that gets to ask our, our operations staff to stay longer, which I hate. Yeah. <laughs> but they, stay for one more load. This one more load. But they always, I will tell you, I mean, always, always, it's, yes, no problem. You know, so if you see those people, you know, at a, at a basketball game this winter or, you know, wherever you're at, make sure you say thank you um, to the people that really help you get your loads dumped, that stay open later for you because that's what we do, and we know that, um, but I think it speaks volumes when we can say yep. thank you. Fix your paperwork, make sure things are <laughs> done right, you know, all that extra stuff. There is a lot, you know, and we want to thank our customers because you hung there with us. You know, there was some long days and long weeks, and when mm -hmm. there's no breaks, everybody gets tired and wore out, and you know, you thank the Lord every day that there's no accidents and everybody's good. So, you know, mm -hmm. it was a good harvest. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think this harvest too, you know, to your point of being flexible, like in the Eastern territory, at least, which I'm sure is the case, you know, on other parts of the company as well. There were a lot of days where we had facilities go full and, you know, it was like, this is a good problem, but also, you know, where are we going to reroute these customers? And so um, that flexibility, you know, not only as an account manager or you in your position, helping customers, but also as customers just to, you know, be able to flex with us, you know, as we are adding, you know, new capital expenditures to places, um, just being flexible is, is um, always appreciated. And they're honest with us, you know, oh, it's yeah. like the long lines, <laughs> nobody likes lines, but you know, you're getting dumped, you're getting back to the field and, and let us know when you see things. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we're here to help. We want to solve your problems. We want to take care of things and less stress. Yeah. So I think kind of moving out of, you know, our harvest recap, I want to touch on a little bit, you know, it sure feels like my customers are really striving to hit the $7 cash corn, $15 cash beans. And so, you know, I'd love for us to talk a little bit about old crop here today. Sorry, I'm throwing this to you, but this is what you do every day, right? So we can do this. Um, but I want to talk about old crop, and I also want to talk and start talking about DEES 2023 as well as NOB 2023. Um, just as guys are probably starting to, you know, get inputs locked in and things like that. So let's start off by talking old crop. I mean, I think you and I would probably say the same thing on if you if you have a number in mind, you need to be working that offer. Yeah, you got to put some offers out there. You got to get stuff in the books. And like right now, farmers have worked all through fall. Mm-hmm. They got all their combining done. They got all their farm work done. They got anhydrous put on, they went straight into fertilizer. Now they're in bookkeeping system, you know, trying to get all caught up and everybody's tired. And when that happens, people don't want to make, I don't want to make a decision. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so then we see basis get goofy Mm -hmm. because your end users need grain. They need it. So basis levels, you know, I've been here a long time. And so to see positive basis levels on corn during fall is, it's a rarity. Yeah. You never see it. And where futures are. I mean, that's, it's really, it's really crazy today. I mean, to think about it. And even when I started, I was just talking to somebody about this. I mean, I started almost four years ago and we were nearly sub $3 corn. Mm-hmm. So it's just really crazy to see not only, like you said, where basis is, but we've got really high futures today as well. And farmers have that seven, like you said, mm-hmm. a lot of them want to get back to seven. $15, you know, Ralston got back to $15 cash today. Mm-hmm. A lot of offers hit, our, yeah. as you can hear. So we left our phones in another room because <laughs> offers are hitting. Yeah. Because guys wanted to get back to 15 mm-hmm. And you can't fall in love with this crop. Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today that it has nothing to do with Iowa. Yeah. Nothing to do with your yield. It has nothing. It is a world market so we have to help you take the risk out of your farming operation Mm -hmm. farmers in general are risk takers and gamblers because you gamble every day you put that crop in the field Mm -hmm. so that's our job is to help them take the emotion out of it take the risk out of it let's put in small offers, small sales, and when they hit, you have another conversation to see where they're at. Mm-hmm. And let them run it work for a while. Yeah. Maybe, but if they haven't hit in 30 days, we need to be talking again because something's changed. Yeah. 
So offers are the best thing. They run overnight. They work. Um, you know, when a lot of stuff happens, it's at night. Mm -hmm. So today's the first really day during rally during the day we've seen in a long time. So that's good. But, you know, I, I bet I bet we haven't even bought a ton. Of, a whole lot of grain in the last couple of weeks because everybody's withdrawn. Yes, very much so. I've seen $7 cash. I sold some. I want it again, and it's not there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, I also know, you know, like, let's not, let's not leave this out of the room either. Like, you know, I think this time of the year, guys are like, well, I don't need any more cash this year, right? And so, you know, this is a reminder, like, you can still sell grain, and we can certainly defer it into 2023. Yeah. So don't ever let that stop you. Um, and, and quite frankly, there's always inputs to buy. Yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Things offset. So, um, you know, definitely don't let that stop you. I, I used to hear that at the beginning of my career. Well, you know, I feel like I'm in a good place tax-wise. And it's like, well, we can defer it, sir. Yeah. You know, don't worry about that. Don't let that make it be a bad marketing decision because you oh, don't yeah. need the cash. A hundred percent. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're here to tell you today, you know, this is, as Janet says, kind of the first update um, during the day. But, you know, as we kind of move into what I like to call the slug um, of Christmas, and then it always feels like the beginning of January is just kind of sluggish, too. Um, but just don't forget, we've got some reports in here. So by the time that this releases, this one will be passed. But we obviously had a WASI report that will, at this point, come out on um, the 9th. So it'll be interesting to see what that ends up doing. And then we've got a couple of reports in January as well that are always kind of interesting because they give us sort of the first final look of harvest, yeah. right? Yeah, then they start to start, they try to finalize this year mm -hmm. or last year, and then they start to look a little bit ahead. Yeah, yeah. So those are always definitely really good reports to be, you know, chatting with me or people on Janet's team about, um, and then working offers before those reports. Um, just because we've said it before, but um, my phone probably will, will ring too many times for me to be able to answer even yeah. one of them with yeah. market upticks. So. Put an offer in, you know, on report days. Put it in, you know, corn up 20 or 30 mm -hmm. and beans up 30 or 40. Put something in in case the market does take off. Yeah. Because there's times it does get volatile, and when it does, it's for less than a minute. Yeah. And you can't, you can't get everybody called, so put them yeah. in. Yeah. If it's a number you want, put it in. For sure. Um and kind of moving out of old crop, I wanted to touch a little bit on, you know, new crop 2023. So kind of looking at NOV 2023 as well as DEEPS 2023. And love it or hate it, um, I'm the gal that's always going to recommend an accumulator. I just I just really think that they're advantageous if you know the risk, which I think are, in all honesty, very minimal if you do the right contract for you. But if you know the risk, it's pretty minimal. Um, man, it's worth the reward. Yes. So worth the reward. And, you know, I keep hearing it in the marketplace that, like, one of these years, things are going to start to spiral. We've seen it happen, you know, historically that it's hard to stay at these levels. We've got $1,500 in high address. We've got, you know, nearly $7 cash corn. Like, at some point, the Legos fall down, yes. right? <laughs> and when they do, it's going to be fast. Yeah. And so, you know, it'd be my advice and I always joke with my father about this, too. It's like, get some hedges on. Yep. Get some hedges on. Worst case scenario, the market rallies another dollar, and you've got to sell some more, yep. quite frankly. Yep. So do some luck, and at least you can do the futures, and then you can do mm -hmm. a flex delivery with us. You can take it to the ethanol plant or mm -hmm. to um, the soybean processing plant, just not the competition. 
So, but we offer a direct ship. Yeah. So at least you're getting the hedges locked in. And then you can wait till later to decide where you're going to deliver it to. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great marketing tool. Yeah, it really is awesome. And I mean, I think the beauty of that, right, is like, you can have your hedge position on, but I mean, who would have known that we'd be at 25 bases in Boone today, right? Like a year ago. And so you have the flexibility, you know, for say, if we're not being competitive, which is, you know, rare, you ought to be calling somebody if we're really far off. But, um, you know, you have the flexibility to move that, like Jada says, into, you know, one of our, um, what I like to call them, users, right? Yeah. And it's always nice because it's like if, if our direct location, it's like, let's direct ship it. Mm -hmm. You're still getting the patronage from us. Yeah, very much. So there's things we still offer, that, mm -hmm. and you could use the flexibility of a great basis and bring it, it's still land this. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Well, Janet, this has kind of been a, um, in all honesty, just a rehash, right, of harvest and um, just really casual today. And I, I hope our listeners appreciate that sometimes that, um, you know, we're not always structured either coming out of this crazy time period. Um, but Never. No, my goodness. But I just want to say again, thank you to our listeners for um, doing business with us um, and really just doing business as a whole with Landis, whether it be grain or agronomy. I would tell you that you haven't reached out to your account manager yet um they've got some pretty sweet deals um right now as as they would say for some of your inputs um they've got chem pricing and things like that so make sure if you haven't reached out to those folks um, or they haven't reached out to you and make sure you're in contact with them getting things booked especially if you need some more expenses for this year and <laughs> while you're doing that you should be locking in grain sales to cover those take out mm -hmm. that risk on that if you're you know you've got the inputs got the expense you got to have the income to offset it so mm -hmm. let us help for sure for sure Jana anything else you want to add I appreciate this actually this is fun so it I is hope fun. our customers <laughs> enjoy it we enjoy it you know it's just good to talk yeah it is well thank you guys and thank you to the Girl Solution Center for sponsoring this podcast uh, make sure if you haven't caught up on the episodes that we've released in the past couple months as you've been super busy with Harvest or um, anything else you may do, go ahead and take a listen to those, and we'll catch you next time. Happy holidays. <laughs>